Okay, so I'm excited to be back. Uh, in this daily side, we're going to be talking about you know what happened to the break that I was taking for about two months, uh, what I've been working on, and what's going to be happening for this year in 2020. A lot of exciting things. So let's hack at it. Okay, so a lot of exciting things. First and foremost, thank you so much. I want to wish you a happy 2020. I know there's been a lot going on. Uh, just kind of crazy. I'm first personally talking about myself. Uh, my laptop died, uh, my MacBook Pro. Uh, that's why I, I was forced to take a break uh, late, mid-December. Uh, what happened was it started to die, and then it just kind of completely died out. So I had no machine to edit on. Now I didn't know I was looking at uh, renting one. You know, see if I you know can borrow one, and it just became just this nightmare because a lot of the software that I used was on my MacBook Pro, and being able to use it on other systems was going to be a little bit more challenging. So I ended up biting the bullet, uh, got some uh, help, and uh, ended up buying a MacBook Pro 16 inch, uh, kind of fully loaded. Uh, and one of the funny things I got it fully loaded, but it took two, two attempts to get it. The first one, uh, after I ordered it, it was supposed to be delivered. And for some reason, just before Christmas, they lost it. So then I had to get it reordered, no cost to me, but reordered. And then what happened was, and then they shipped it and then they get it to like the 20th. Well, in that the January 20th, around that time frame. Uh, in that time frame, I ended up uh, going on vacation. Uh, I had already a trip planned down to Costa Rica, so a lot of great things happened there. A lot of security things I want to talk about. But then when I got back home, I was able to get back up, got my laptop back, got a new laptop, got it set up, had a little bit of challenges. As you know with IT, some things just don't go as seamless as you, you hoped they would. took me about two days to get back up and going recovered, had everything backed up and then ran some tests and then boom, I'm, I'm back up going, doing podcasts now. Uh, so let me first talk about, uh, Costa Rica. So, uh, on in January, in the start of January, we actually went with my wife down to Costa Rica. We went to La Fortuna and went to, uh, Santa Teresa. Great places, great place to travel. I highly recommend, uh, if you have the opportunity to go down there, check it out. There's a lot to see, from volcanoes to um, waterfalls to animals, uh, you know, watching sloths sleep, uh, butterflies, frogs, uh, going to the beach, sun, uh, great food, great people. It's a really great environment. Now, as you know, this is a cybersecurity security podcast. Let's talk a little bit about you know security when traveling. So before we left. I made sure that I had kind of my insurance, health insurance, life insurance, you know, kind of all the policies in place. Also looking at my equipment insurance because so, I took, you know, uh, some technology. I took uh, my camera just so I could take some good pictures. So I wanted to make sure everything was was backed up, uh, secure. And also I had travel insurance on my equipment. Something that some people don't think about is your actual technology, making sure that that's secure as well. Because some people take their laptops, they take headphones, they take their smartphone, tablet, uh, GoPro. I'm just trying to think of other things I've seen. Um, a drone. Uh, what else? 
microphones, you name it, kind of take all, like a lot of equipment. I mean, I know for me would potentially be next trap is, you know, microphone, H6 recorder, uh, camera, things like that, uh, video camera to be able to record and, and do my podcast. But I wanted to make sure that I had the insurance because of transference. So I made sure one, when you look at insurance, what does I, what do I need to do? What are the actions I need to do to make sure everything's secure that my insurance will be covered? A lot of people don't ask that. They go, okay, I got insurance. It covers X. But what you want to ask is, you want to ask is, what do I need to do to make sure? Like, for example, you can't, if your car was broken into uh, in Costa Rica, you know, the car insurance doesn't cover your equipment and the insurance, depending on the amount you pay, potentially might not cover it. So you have to might pay an extra to get that type of insurance for theft, right? Uh, I know for me, one of the insurance I have is incidental theft as well as miscellaneous theft, which is if you just don't know what happened, right? Uh, one of the things that covers is like you were, you left in the hotel, but there's no break-in, there's no entry, like you can't see it, the window's not broken, the door's not broken, but your camera's gone. Well, okay, well, how can you prove that it's been stolen? Well, I took it with me, right? And here's the pictures and everything I have, which I did take pictures ahead of time of all my gear and all my equipment. So that what happens if I ever had to make a claim, I could show this is what I had, this is the serial number, everything along that line. So doing your due diligence and looking at what you need to claim and, and working with the insurance company, because a lot of times the insurance companies will want you to do certain steps to make sure that you're doing your due diligence. Same thing when we look at cybersecurity, you know, that, you know, when you look at secure cybersecurity insurance, they want to make sure that you have certain things in place, educate cybersecurity awareness training and certifications that, you know, your, your staff has gone through that antivirus, anti-malware, you have backups, your data is encrypted. Like they want to make sure all these things are done. So what happens is if there's ever a compromise, they know you've done your due diligence and your due care. No difference when you're traveling. These are things that you need to look at. So you want to make sure that your insurance is placed, you're doing your due diligence and you do care of, of protecting your, your technologies and your data. Uh, one thing I highly recommend talking about data and protecting it, make sure as you're traveling, you have a good VPN. Right, and you have it on your mobile devices. You have you on your tablets, and you have you on your smart your your laptops, right across the board, and make sure that you're able to use it. It's working properly. It's up and going, and there's no problems. Uh, the reason why is because a lot of people, as I was watching, you know, through airports, through hotels, through restaurants, people were connecting to the Wi-Fi spots uh, at different locations. Well, you don't have a VPN, and they they're not secure. Now your information, your data is going all through plain text and just going out there. And it could be a man in a mill attack. There could be a sniffer on the line. It could be someone, you know, just trying to get your information. And if you're not protecting, you're not encrypting it, then you're as liable or responsible as the hacker that's doing it. So making sure that's that's important. And I know for me, there was one situation where I was at a restaurant and it was just a small kind of restaurant. And I noticed in... Santa Teresa, that there's a lot of nomads, that people that travel and move around, but also work remotely. And one of the people I saw, I was able to look over the shoulder, shoulder surfing, one of the compromises. I was able to look over the shoulder just from where I'm sitting at my table and see that they're working on a spreadsheet with a lot of financial information on it. Well, I could have taken a picture of that from the position that I was in and been able to share that, find information out. It might have had account numbers, whatever that may be. Now, don't get me wrong. I didn't do it. 
I'm just saying I could. And it's something I'm always looking at when it comes to cybersecurity. It's just different things that are going around. Um, Another thing to be mindful of is your personal identifiable information. Uh, passports, driver's license, a lot of places were asking for copies of my driver's license or my passport where I was saying no, right? And then they were talking about, you know, they had, you know, software that they put into, but, you know, how secure is your software? That was one of my questions. Is it encrypted? Uh, they're like, I don't know. I think so. Well, if you think so, and you assume so, then I, I won't unless you can actually show me that it is. I'm not going to provide you, you know, my driver's license or my passport that you can make a copy of and put into that system. And then when it came to um, my my driver's license, because we, we rented a car down there, my wife and myself, uh, they wanted to scan it. So they scanned our driver's license. I had it on a hard copy. I showed them how to clear the printer and the printer, printer cache right, and the scanner's cache. And then they had a hard copy. Now, don't get me wrong. We left and we started to travel and we, we drove and they could have made other copies of it. And they could have made a hundred copies and shared it with all their friends and family. But at least I knew that they only had that one hard copy at the time that we left. Stapled to the contracts and then, you know, they filed them away. So from then when I came back, I asked them for the copies that they, they made of that. And then I took the copies and then we, we, I brought them home and I shredded them. So they didn't have IRA identity and uh, for hotels and things, you know, when you travel around the world, they ask for you for your passport. One thing I ask for is like how they are securing it, how are they making sure that it's, you know, in a safe spot that no one can get access to it or no one can take it. So, and then you have to make sure that you're staying in credible places, credible places like hotels and things like that that they're not just going to make copies or do things with your your identity that you don't want them to. So really kind of thinking in a security mindset as you're traveling. Trying to think of other things that, you know, physical security, you know, your personal security. Just making sure as you're traveling you're aware of your your equipment, the things that you have on you, the people that are around you, the people that are watching you as you're going, making sure you're not just breaking open your bag with all your passports and financial information and, and, you know, personal documents right in the middle of a, of a crowded area, making sure you're doing that somewhere that's private, secluded, that no one's around. So if it's in your hotel, uh, if it's in a private room, something along that line, just don't, and the things that you need, the documents that you need as you're, you're going from your day to day and out, say you're traveling or you're going to, uh, you know, with a tour guide, anything along that line, Make sure that you only have the documents that you need and the rest are, are locked up in a safe in your room, right? And then make sure they're, they're secure in your bag but easy accessible for you if you need to get just those, right? Because you don't want people to be able to see deep into your bag or open everything up. Or, you know, I've seen people do it where they're pulling you know, their camera out, this out. They're pulling all this stuff out and leaving on like, you know, the floor or you know, a different area. And you can see all the contents of their bag. Well, if anyone wants to go rob them, they can see like they have a watch, they have a camera, they have this, they have that. So, you know, you just want to be safe. You want to be secure and just not make yourself a target. And this is why you kind of do things very low key. So if someone needs information, you kind of have somewhere it's easy accessible. You can kind of pull it out and just kind of give them people really not thinking much of you, right? You're not making kind of a big scene that, oh, I got to pull this out and I got to do this. And then, oh my God, can you hold my bag for, oh, can you hold my shoes? Can you do this? And then, you know, people are looking at you and they're seeing all your content, right? That's in your bag. So really kind of just thinking that through. Um, 
personal surroundings and one of the one of the scenarios that we ran into are situations that someone on the beach came up to us and offered us you know drugs they're asking us do you want to smoke weed do you want this do you want that and i'm like you know what we don't do any of that you know please thank you and it was shocking for my wife i'm where i used to work for physical security so it wasn't it was expected in the sense of i saw the guy coming up i didn't feel comfortable around, uh, with him and then it was just kind of i expected this wasn't like he wasn't carrying um about ba- uh, a cooler so he wasn't carrying a cooler full of you know drinks or anything like that I mean, they're offering beer or selling beer on the beach some people had like these containers with food he was just on his own and coming up to each individual so i, I said you know either one he's trying to offer some sort of you know uh ATV ride or horseback riding or some kind of, you know, event, or it's not, you know, maybe it's something else, right? It's, you know, kind of shady. And as he came closer, I just didn't feel comfortable. So I stood up and kind of greeted him. Hey, how you doing? Uh, and then as soon as he opened his mouth, it was, yeah, do you want drugs? Do you want that? We're like, no, you, you can move on. Thank you so much. And then my wife was like, kind of going like, wow, I can't believe they, they, you just can do that. I'm like, you know, we're in a different country, you know, you don't see kind of any police around. So they probably think it's kind of free and just, you know, kind of do what they want. So just being safe and secure in your uh, surroundings and just making sure you have a safe distance and you're making sure you're not in a compromising position where, you know, that guy was approaching ourselves. So I stood up, I had to greet him. I didn't, I didn't stand up in a threatening manner, like, you know, to, pick a fight i just stood up to like hey how are you doing you know hola como estas and i just kind of greeted him you know just very nicely and then i I was in kind of what they call security stance or fighting stance so left foot forward kind of just greeting him hands are up kind of like i was talking just being you know open and it was just these things you do to be safe is because then you're just not in a compromising position. You make sure that you're, you have a safe distance if anything you know does happen and i was always making sure that he was you know it was him myself and then my wife behind me just so we kind of give her a little bit of a safety and a distance because i don't want her to get hurt as well so things like that and I'm, I'm talking about security and physical security just because as you're traveling these are the things you have to look at is look at your surroundings look at things around you look at all that's going on because if people are watching you people are doing that they can compromise they can be trying to compromise your technology can be compromising your identity they can compromise your physical and, and your personal space so it's all things you just need to be mindful of and watch out for and be safe because you want to make sure you have the best trip. You want to have fun. You want to enjoy yourself. And these little things make the trip enjoyable because I had a great trip in Costa Rica, met a lot of great people and it was just fun and enjoyable. And the reason was because I took the precautions, you know, before we left the room and here's kind of some room security. Uh, First and foremost, make sure all your things are locked up. All your personal documents are locked up in a safe. Uh, that you and your one of your people know the the passcode. Make sure the safe is bolted to the uh, to the wall and it can't be uh, moved or removed. I've seen some hotels where you can actually pick them up and then you can know just someone could just carry it away. So if they come into your hotel, they can actually walk out with it and then take their time at their own location and try to break into the safe. Um, next is. What I did is I brought cable locks to lock up our luggage and different things that we had on our luggage and then locked it to things that wouldn't move like, um, 
you know, pipes or things along that line. So it makes it very hard for them to kind of steal things. And then the things that were in our luggage, I made sure because of the cable locks, they kind of the bags had locked. So they, I was not, it's not impossible. And let's be clear here. I mean, they can use a knife or, you know, exacto knife and cut the bag open, but I'm making it challenging for them and harder. So, you know, maybe they don't have exacto knife. They don't have the tools. They thought they'd just come and snatch and grab. So I'm trying to make it as difficult as possible for people to, you know, not be able to steal from us. Uh, I'm just trying to think of other things I would do. Oh, one thing I was learning at um, uh, security education was have your room strategically messy right? in the sense that there's things that you move in a certain way that you know if someone's coming in your room, they've moved it to look in the drawer, they've uh, looked around, whatever that may be. So that what happens is when you come back to the room and these things are moved, you know someone's been there. Right, not just one or one thing, but you move like four or five things in a strategic way that only you know, and you can take a picture of it. And then when you come back and you look at that picture, you can see if those things are in that same position. And if not, and they've been moved, then you know someone's been in the room, right? And if they've moved not just one but three or four things, then you know someone's been looking around. So again, it's just one of these things when you look at for security and protection. So that's kind of what I've been up to over the last two months, uh, getting my laptop back up, getting back into podcasting, uh, traveling a little bit, kind of enjoying myself. And then I'm excited about getting back into podcast and talking about cybersecurity. So I want to talk about some things that I'm working on for 2020. First and foremost, um, doing more mentoring, uh, when it comes to cybersecurity in the sense that people are asking the ones that are breaking into the industry are asking good questions of, you know, I want to get into cybersecurity. What career should I go into? What certifications? What company should I be looking at? How do I get an interview? You know, how to get experience? So I've been answering a lot of these questions for people uh, from my experience, not just from uh, cybersecurity, but my experience from you know being in a marketing company for uh, ten years talking with different companies, looking at different ways to strategize and in breaking into different industries and breaking into and meeting good people, giving those strategies that I've learned and those processes that they will help them to get in and to meet the great people and have potential job opportunities or at least network with the right people in different companies so that they can get these opportunities, at least to meet them and have a discussion. Because one of the biggest things, and I want to point this out here, one of the biggest things when it comes to interviewing is you want to know what's in the job is it, uh, posting a description. Do you meet that job description? When you meet with the hiring manager, is it really kind of, they need all those, those points. Do you meet all those points? And if you're lacking something, what's their feedback? You know, work on this. You need just a little bit areas of here. Go practice that because that's going to help you for the next interview. All right. And a lot of people miss that. They kind of go and they don't ask the question, how can I improve? Right? Or what do you think, what recommendations would you give me to, to better myself for the next interview? They don't ask those questions because they feel a little uncomfortable that, oh, you know, I didn't do well in the interview and they're kind of caught up in their own head, which I completely understand. They're kind of thinking, I didn't get the job. The interview didn't go well. Oh my God, I answered that question this way. Why didn't I say this? And they're going through their head versus kind of going, okay, you know what? Let me be present now. Let me educate myself and learn a lot of knowledge and education for the next opportunity. So there's these things like that, like little tips like that, that I've been providing people and strategizing and helping them to become better in the industry, not only for their technical skills, but also for their, their soft skills to make sure they can break into the industry. Because 
cybersecurity is is a very hard industry to break into and talking to people right from the spectrum from people breaking in the industry people being in the industry for 15 to 20 years plus the challenge is is this is that it's hard to get in but once you get in it's so hard to keep the position because it's constantly changing and evolving governance, policies, procedures, new technology, uh, how it integrates with the solutions that you're currently using, working with, you know, board of directors and managers and their focus and their direction and see if everything aligns and then looking at, you know, your breaches and your compromises and things like that. And, you know, dealing under pressure while trying to meet all your projects. It's just a lot of work. It's doable, but just a lot of work while again, and I, I forgot to add this, keeping certified, keeping up to date yourself on the newest, greatest technology that's out there. So it's a lot of work. And my hat goes off to the people that do this day in and day out because of the hard work they do and how they need to keep up and just their their drive to do that. It's a passion for them. So my hat goes off to them. So first and foremost, like I said, I'm getting back and doing podcasting and, and really excited about that. And, 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 Oh, sorry. Let me go back. I'm actually talking about mentoring. So yeah, like I said, my first thing I'm doing is, you know, is mentoring second and podcasting, getting back and doing it. Uh, excited about the interviews that I have coming up. I'm re- next this week and next week I'm reaching out more and more to people that I'm, I'm trying to interview. If you know anyone that would love to be interviewed on a daily cyber podcast, talk about cybersecurity, I have them go to dailycyber.ca and fill out, you know, uh, on the top, uh, want to be a guest and have them contact me and let's let's get going because I'm excited for my daily cyber and my goal for this year for daily cyber is to really provide the value of things that people are asking me and the things that I want to learn when it comes to cybersecurity. You know, new technologies, new solutions, what's going on, what works, what doesn't work, and why doesn't it work, certifications, um, conferences, you name it. I'm gonna do my best to get out there and the goal for my daily cyber podcast, right, is to monetize it for this year because I want to do this full time because one of my passions is about learning and then educating. So the more I can do this, the more I get out and just keep keep up with this process, the, you know, the more driven I'm going to be able to do it. And then working with people and doing all that and mentoring is exciting because I get to help people and help them transition and see them, you know, be successful. So mentoring, daily cyber podcasts. Uh, third thing is uh, working on my own certification, CISSP. Uh, dropped that last year, ran into some challenges, and one, my laptop died trying to get you know everything up and going. And then um, now this year, I'm focusing hardcore. I want to get that done this year. I'm hoping by the second quarter have that written. Uh, also, I'm going to be I've been working on Python programming, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, Python programming, look it up if you're in cybersecurity. Uh, take a look at it, depending on what area of cybersecurity, if you're more of in the technical roles, uh, pen testing, uh, even when you're looking at writing scripts, security analyst, things along that line, Python programming might be something to, to take a look at to help you to optimize certain um uh, tasks that you're doing day in and day out that might be help with a code that you write and a little bit of an an app that you write to be able to optimize what you're doing and automate. So I'm learning more about that. As I learn more about Python programming, how it relates to cybersecurity, I'll let you know and I'll talk more about that. Um, And 
else was I talking about? So I think that's it. So mentoring, daily podcast, uh, working on my certifications, uh, and then just kind of monetizing. So kind of four things, monetizing this so that I can do this day in and day out. Oh, um, if you know anyone, like I said, if you know anyone that wants to be interviewed, if you know anyone that is looking to advertise as well, I'm reaching out slowly right now to advertisers to see who'd like to, you know, advertise on my daily cyber podcast. The reason why is I'm looking at different streams of monetizing this so that I can do more, you know, and connect with more people and do this kind of, you know, a full-time basis, like I said. So if you know anyone, uh, have them go to dailycyber.ca and contact, uh, contact me. Um, I'm just really right now this year really focused on this and I'm really excited about the amount of information that I'm learning. I've learned already. And I mean, it's, if you look at kind of a a huge wall, it's like a dot on the wall compared to the information's out there and what I want to cover. So I'm really excited about getting out there and just learning about manufacturers, new technologies, new solutions, new systems, the people that are out there. Um, what else? new certifications, new events, conferences that are going on, you name it, talking to great people in the industry, learning from them, uh, from their experiences and, you know, the, the good and the bad, the challenges that they run into and what their advice and recommendation would be for myself. And then for you guys that are watch are listening to this or watching this, uh, depending if you're listening to this in a podcast or you're watching this on YouTube or any video, uh, channel, helping provide you guys with value and the questions that I think that you guys would want to ask. And then as you guys, you know, provide me your questions, I'll ask them. I'll ask, you know, from the people that I connect with, you know, if I see more and more common questions too, or, you know, and I'll I'll let you know, say, for example, I'm having this interview with, you know, John Doe and I'll let you guys know. And you say, Hey, can you, by the way, can you ask him about this? I'll ask them. I'll say, look, can you mind if I ask you this question? Cause it's from, you know, one of our listeners or viewers and they want to know about this. I'll do that because I know for me, the more I connect, the more I learn, the more information I get and the better I can help provide you value and more information. So it's just so exciting for 2020. I'm really excited to get out there and do this. So that's it for today's Daily Cyber. I know I covered a lot. Uh, Thank you so much for sticking with me. I know I was off for about uh, about two months, uh, just because of my laptop and everything else was going on, but now I'm back at it and I'm, I'm just excited to provide you as much value on my journey to do cybersecurity and all the information that I'm learning and just provide you as much as I can. So I'm going to stop there. So don't forget software is hackable being connected vulnerable. I'll see you next podcast. <laughs>